0: It's Friday here on Splash Play, draft number 19, and the Friday part means one thing, a no running back, zero RB no matter what. That's what we do here on Fridays on Splash Play. I've decided as of this morning, uh, so we're going to hop into a draft here. Of course, the big board uh, draft with rookies, free agents, all on the table. 200k to first place in this one on Underdog. Of course, have to shout them out as our sponsor here. Promo code Splash on their old w deposit up to 100 bucks plus a mystery pick pickem. So we'll get the plug out of the way quickly there. I'm in the eight hole, so pretty easy spot, hopefully, to go zero RB in this one. Uh, hopefully, we'll not see the guys ahead of me go to, to uh, wide receiver crazy. Uh, definitely is possible. We have seen that in a lot of our rooms. Of course, the wide receiver avalanche, we have to worry about, but we will persevere, as always, because it's easy enough. I think what I realized this morning when I was thinking it through and why I am going to make uh, Friday my... You know, look, most streams, I'm going to try to go 0RB. I'm a 0RB guy. It's what I am at heart. It's what our pal Pete Over's at. uh ship chasing guys, introduced me too many moons ago, uh, got me falling in love with best ball. It's always going to be the way I approach things. But for Fridays, I'm going to really like pot commit to doing it because I think basically we're the where ADPs are, at least right now. There's no spot where you can't go zero RB and just make it credible enough. So I think that's where I landed with it is that I can make that a thing. Doesn't feel like it's going to be minus EV for the portfolio uh, to announce an advance in a draft room that fuck it. I'm going zero RB. It's feel like it's doing it's doing blind nil in, uh, in spades. <laughs> that's what I'm trying to do here, uh, which I which I miss playing spades. Play that a play that lot in uh, high school, which great game. Great game spades is. Uh, so all the wide receivers are going. So we're going to end up with reaching for Nico Collins <laughs> That's the 8th spot. Uh, but CeeDee Lamb, Tyreek, Jamar Chase, uh Justin Jefferson, of Monroe. This is the usual order, so nothing surprising there. Uh, we would have to make the choice here between Bijan and Puka Nakua. Uh, Bijan putting out in the media he wants to run for 2,000 yards next year and uh, more power to him. I think he's a fine pick to take. We will go Puka Nakua here just because of the fact that I don't think Puka's going to come down much in price. I think maybe the boomer drafters, people who have a little more belief in Cooper Cup coming back and taking a lot of target share, uh, maybe it'll drive him down a little bit. But I don't think he leaves the first round after the best rookie wide receiver year ever. And Kid, great guy in media i think at a certain point we probably start seeing him in ads and stuff because he's got that uh, troy palomalu kind of vibe to him uh with the hair obviously i'm not talking <laughs> i don't know if they're from the same place i don't know if they're both polynesian or whatever samoan uh, so, somewhere somewhere in that range i don't know if they are but uh for puka though i think that uh he's going to be a, a brand name that's gonna be hard to see him steam down too much nothing's gonna change that situation too much at least have to have a good partner in spades. That is true. That is true. There has to be good communication there. have to know when they take the book, when not to. Like the stream, Donovan says, I agree. Please do hit that like button here. We got to fight back against the uh, the people that are still obsessed with the channel from their multiple accounts. and drives me insane every day. But the more likes you guys give us here helps us get seen by more people, which is important because I uh, think I'm trying to make it to a, obviously a daily activity and a part of a, a full-time uh, career here for our splash play. And of course, probably my sports betting startup. All right, Kyron Williams, Jonathan Taylor, go. First picks of the second round. Again, Kyron, no issue with taking him here. Um, Taylor, you know, same situation. I think that he is going to be a more efficient runner this year. And they're interested in being back in, though, going to take some goal line work away. Um, last night, by the way, I didn't have anything to watch on TV. I was like, I'm just going to watch some highlights. Uh, so I watched the 30-minute Caleb Williams highlight reel. And I have to say it reinvigorated my love of Caleb Williams. I guess seeing Kyron Williams' name made me think. And also, frankly, the Jonathan Taylor AR thing. Caleb Williams, a much better runner than I think I give credit for than A lot of people give credit for. Um, he's not gonna be Jaden Daniels or anything, but I think he is very much a a fun and capable, uh, runner as well at QB. So Nico, look, I like Nico took Nico yesterday. Uh, I guess also took Marvin Harrison yesterday. I'm taking Marvin Harris again. I, I like, I think for the big board, I'm very comfortable with this price tag. I don't know what would drive him down. I think primarily the thing that would drive him down in ADP if we were to go into a BBM compared to now would be him going somewhere where there's an alpha target earner in front of him, a guy, again, like HMR Chase to a T Higgins. Where T Higgins goes to somewhere else, he'd probably be an unquestioned wide receiver one getting you know nine to 10 targets a game pretty reliably. For Marvin Harrison, if he has that same situation, uh, maybe it does move around a little bit. Uh, but I just like the Puka Marvin Harrison start. We're getting real young and high upside at wide receiver, and that uh, personally makes me happy here for zero RB Fridays. That's the brand. Everything's got to be branded. <laughs> when I was talking with our pal Neil Orfield, of course, so check out the video I did with him if you if you haven't yet uh, earlier this week. Uh, he was talking about his branding for calling his videos "Best Ball" whenever, and how Pete has like the Best Ball Breakfast, and obviously there was the Best Ball Brunch, and we talked. You know, herzing has got the Best Ball Boardroom. And uh, you know, I, I just think that the you got to get the branding going. So maybe that's something we'll focus on here for Zero RB Fridays, uh, trademark splash play. Actually, if the to work today. We'll miss Bindle stream with Spags and Tyler. YouTube Premium, baby. Yes, uh, appreciate AZ Mountain Man here uh, doing a good job promoting. Check out the pinned chat if you want. We doing a stream with our our guys. Bindle's is well, actually both our guys, Tyler, because I uh, Bindle's asked me so he, Bindle's asked me to do a stream as I mentioned yesterday. Then asked me to do the draft for the stream, which. You know, like if I'm going to do free labor on my on a, on a busy Friday, where I have to do like a lot of content. I don't want to do the draft too. So I was like, uh, why don't you have Tyler do it? So I'll get to do both those guys. I'll get to do both those guys at once and so just one in each hand at the same time on Bindle's channel. So check it out and support those guys who, are, of course, are great parts of our community and happy to see them, you know, having the stick to to do some stuff on their own too. Oh, we have matching starts. Would love to hear it. Be funny to take a ZRB RB builds to 12th round. So that's the thing, is like it's fun to do that. I definitely in the past have done eight rounds of wide receivers. One time I went nine in a room where it was like a no-badge room, and they just kept taking running backs. And I was like, Well, you know what? I'm gonna press my advantage. In reality, though, uh, Hayden Winks on Underdog has covered us a lot. Um, the extreme ZRB is more appealing, or you know, five in the first six rounds, and then you go in a different direction for a little bit and you maybe add on one or two later. Uh, but I think in general. Zero RB, if you're going to take advantage of it, is you want to be a little bit uncomfortable with it and not really give yourself a surplus of wide receivers because you're taking them at such high capital that you want all these guys to be smashing or, you know, alternating smashing, obviously, uh, for the sake of best ball. And then you want to be able to have the rest of your roster taking volume at running back, taking volume at the other positions to make up, you know, for the lack of early draft capital there. So that's the ideal way to do it. But yes, it is very fun though to rip off. It's like building like a sick Madden team, I feel like when you have 10 wide receivers taken <laughs> in the first 10 rounds. Uh, but that that really does deplete you at other positions, unfortunately. Um, Mike, oh man, we're getting the combo. We're getting oh, this is this is a fun day, guys. Marvin Harrison and Malik neighbors and Puka Oh, this is sick. We are having fun. <laughs> I, mean, I said I needed to, you know, and I think I've been sticking to that promise of you know, making sure to find the joy here, not worrying about the snipes or people wanting uh, my players or guys that I really am into. Uh, Apuka, Marvin, Harrison, Malik, neighbors start. We are cooking. This is big board season. Can this go poorly? Can these guys get stuck on a crappy offense? This ruin my joy in a mere in a mere eight months or seven months? Absolutely. But man, this start. Whew. Fan me down. I know I like to say it from time to time. Give me the vapors. That's what it's. That's what I'm getting. Ooh, look. Give me the vapors. Ooh, I'm a. I'm a Southern Belle here. Wow. Gam- Gamblestein in my brain. In my brain. My favorite avatar, Gamblesteen, for what you, you know, and honestly, Gamblesteen, I think doing a great job in chat today. Um, My favorite avatar is that Kool-Aid man avatar that Gamblesteen has. Brings back fond memories to me. Actually once burnt my hand uh, accidentally touching a soldering iron that my had my dad had going to like repair something when I was a very little kid because I was reaching for like a book cover. I, was, I had a book at school that I had to put a cover on, I guess, and was reaching for a, a Kool-Aid man book cover. So had a gigantic blister from that. Never touch a soldering iron again. A, an important lesson. <laughs> I think uh, that I had to have as a child. And that that was, and it's again, that's one of those things that sticks with you, but yet I still love the Kool-Aid Man avatar. No trauma. No, no trauma. RB Piggery. Volcano cannot help themselves. Finally, Cooper Cup, which you know what? I think if you are going to take a guy in the fourth round as your first wide receiver, Cooper Cup is valid as anybody doing that, doing that in the first round, you know, like last year. I mean, the last couple of years, we know the upsides there. And he's kind of inherently a bet against Puka. Puka levels out a little. Cooper Cup goes up. Uh, all right, so we're at a zero, zero, 0030. Oh. We are at a tough spot to keep doing zero RB. All right, you know, people said I should stop mentioning the domestic violence thing because the charges were dropped. I still think not a great sign for Zay Flowers overall, but I like the upside of him in this build. Another year in the offense. So I took Zay Flowers there in the faint hope that me doing that would trick people into not taking Lamar. I didn't think it was going to work. <laughs> but, uh, but taking Lamar would have blown up the 0RB thing. So there we go. How are you ahead of me in picks? Uh, people just don't want me to do the stream that long. They, <laughs> they want it to be over, so they're making their picks really fast. They want me to do a half-hour stream, which honestly would be pretty sick. I think that would probably lead to more people watching the draft, but, uh, you know, sacrifices we make here. All right, Patrick Mahomes goes pick 45. Amari going to, uh, goes right after Amari Cooper, or goes to a team, rather, uh, with four wide receivers as well. So we got another team going very zero RB to start. And then, uh, honestly, we'll see what BJW does here. Could be other 0RB teams here, which could be driving the wide receivers down even further. Less good wide receivers late than ever. Zay over Amari just feels wrong. Even age-adjusted, that's me. I think that's reasonable. Look, I think is very undervalued, uh, and I think I like him enough that I probably should have just taken him there. Uh, but I like this young team. I don't know. I like taking a lot of guys. I mean, Zay, Puka going into year two. The hope is that they both get better. And then Harrison and the neighbors, I expect to be would say elite. I mean, the minute they step on the field, but as close to elite as they can be. <laughs> Tyler just like Leo DiCaprio. Market feels overzealous for youth. I I think that's fair. Uh, you know, I think the part that I don't dis- that I don't disagree with, with what they're doing is that. You are trying to capture that explosion that happens year two, year three. And I think that's something that has not been prioritized enough in the past. Uh, you know, that said, there is still a lot of situation things that have to go on. Uh, guys ahead of them have to not get targets at the same rate or they have to move up the, de- the packing order by being better. And you have to see that improvement then both, you know, we have to see that improvement in terms of the production, but also the coaches have to see that improvement enough to justify you know, creating more touches. And if there's also things changing, things changing around them can be for the good or the bad. Like George Pickens, I think normally you'd expect him to be a guy like his prototype where he showed the flashes without Deontay, uh, without Deontay Johnson. you expect him in year three to take a leap, but now he gets a bad offensive coordinator coming in potentially uh, who's not going to drive his value upwards, even if he does drive it you know, lateral in a positive way, like or lateral skewing positive, I guess. Um, so I think that's where, you know, uh, the youth has some variability to it for sure, but I still think erring on the side of youth, I get. But I agree, it's like a little extreme when it does affect you. Know, Avante Adams at a certain point, like there is going to be, especially with hits coming down a little bit, there's going to be more guys that play later into their career and have some efficacy. and And it has been shown in the past with some of the data out there that uh, guys who do like hit past these cliffs, they usually kind of keep producing at a similar rate. So um, it's not crazy to to think that those guys keep doing it. Like Devontae Adams, like Keenan Allen, um, Calvin Ridley. I just don't like anywhere at this point, Terry McLaurin. I don't think it gets better in Washington necessarily, but they could have a big QB upgrade. If he just gets Drake May there, I think that might overcome uh, the crappiness of cliff Kingsbury. So that's the bet we're going to make here. Puka Takua, Marvin Harrison, Malik neighbors, Zay flowers, Terry McLaurin. I-, I feel like Terry McLaurin is the ugly friend. <laughs> coming along here I if that's too rude to say in 2024 uh but yeah no we're just gonna say it he's the ugly friend he's the duff is that is that still a thing (laughs) but uh still he's a wide receiver in round five and we're taking him because it's zero rb fridays i guess it's zero rb fridays you could take a qb or something but who was i going to take there why not Chubb Jerome Ford's a great combo. Don't see why Chubb wouldn't come back. I mean, he's going to try to come back. It's just his age, the uh, ability to cover from the ACL at his age. uh, It's a little bit tough. The expectation still, because when he got his surgery is that he's likely going to be out or like really ramping up the first eight weeks of the season. Uh, According to some of the doctor articles that have been out there, uh, the Sam Sherman one on ETR is a very good read. If you haven't uh, caught up on guys injuries and what their prognostication is, Uh, Sam worked with uh, one of the trainers out there to do that article. Uh, so yeah, I think that that's where the concern is for him. Chubb is just a little bit overpriced, uh, for where he's was going. If you're going in the one hundreds, you can start talking me in there more, but I think it's just going to be a timeshare with Chubb and Ford. And I'd rather have toward uh, rather have Ford at ADP. You can take both, I guess, theoretically, especially if, uh, if you didn't see Chubb come down a little bit and Chubb come back, will take a long time and may not be uh, very effective for a long time after that. So he's also, he's just also getting to an age at running back where it's a little bit tough. Uh, as we always talk about here in these draft videos, I needed to promote it more up top. Uh, some rumors and stuff going around out there. So Josh Jacobs, no contract talks. And I was actually a uh, legit football, great newsletter out there that partners with probably. So if you want to get uh, easy football, easy way to keep up with football and like a, like a legit like two minute email fantasy life does a great job as well. But I think for legit football guys, I, I do a good job with just like news items and kind of quick hitters. Um, so like Scott, uh, Josh Jacobs hasn't talked to Raiders at all about a contract extension. So that's not looking great. I guess they could tag him again. Uh, but I think the more likely thing is Josh Jacobs ends up in a pretty premier spot, most likely. So Dallas, uh, Baltimore looking for a replacement. Baltimore also not going to bring back Gus Edwards as a beat report uh, that I saw in the Legit Football Newsletter. So uh, that's another one where, you know, uh, I would say for Gus Edwards, he could still get a landing spot, but it's not going to be the cozy one they're used to. And That probably means a boost for Justice Hill, who right now is the only healthy running back they have under contract. Um, do we end the run here? What do we think? I don't know. I think I really bled wide receiver out for the room, and I'm going to keep doing it for one more round. DeAndre Hopkins, come on down. Wide receiver six, DeAndre Hopkins, feeling good here. Team so far, Puka Nakua, Marvin Harrison. Yeah, I love it. We're catching balls here on Splash Play. Uh, Malik Neighbors, Zay Flowers, Terry McLaurin, and DeAndre Hopkins, hopefully resurgent in a Tennessee offense helmed by Brian Callahan and I feel like his offensive coordinator hire, I forget who it was, is not the most exciting. Uh, but still, I think that Callahan's going to have some success. Uh, Nick Holes, who was the uh, Jaguars passing game coordinator, was their hire. And I don't know what you would have seen out of the Jags passing game last year and went, yeah, that's who. <laughs> this is the guy that's been my coaching, my head coaching hopes to him. But I think Callahan's going to have a heavy hand on the offense anyway, so. Uh, I'm not that worried about that. I think we're gonna see a run dominant offense that does feed its top targets well. Like we saw in Cincinnati, you know what happened when Jake Browning, who I think is the most pure example of like a net neutral QB, um he had them establishing the run and he had Browning once Browning was carfolded back there, dropping back a lot, throwing out wide to chase, finding creative ways to get the ball to chase. Uh, I think that Hopkins will be the chase of this offense. So I like Hopkins here. Terry showed it's his world and dots is just living in it though. I think he flexed true alpha last year. I think he's flexed true alpha a few times, but um, you know, I would say that it's still pretty tough for me to have a lot of faith at a cliff Kingsbury offense, but you know, what are you going to do? Brock Bowers goes to 71 here. Uh, would have been very fun to add him to this uh, top tier rookie build with Harrison and neighbors, uh, but he will not be that. And we'll see what we do with our pick. I think we are done at wide receiver though. We are definitely done for a lot of rounds at wide receiver even though it would be fun to continue to bleed wide receiver out for everybody else. Um, I think we've done, I think we've done a good job for ourselves, some floor, some ceiling. <clears throat> All we can ask. I don't want this to be the intro. Hello, fellow come Kings. I assume because of the, the emoji for splash play, but I, I don't, I don't wish that squirt squad is gross enough. I think, uh, at least in the way that, like, foreplay, play the Barstool Sports Golf brand, uh, a lot of great guys on that brand. Riggs, Trent, enjoy those guys very much. Uh, but that, you know, 4Play for golf, like, ah, it's a fun turn of phrase. I feel like Squirt Squad, ah, okay, fun turn of, turn of phrase for Splash Play. Come Kings, not cute. <laughs> not not going to be a brand that sells uh, a lot of great merch, I don't think. I don't think the Come Kings <laughs> are going to be moving merch. I could be wrong, though. But Gen Z has a lot less sex than other generations, so um i don't think they're gonna like cumsy merch or cum kings <laughs> or cumsy merch either uh shouts to all the people joining here live of course drafts every monday to friday at 11 a.m on splash play check the playlist if you want some more fun material for when you're mowing your lawn nobody's mowing their lawns i know why i'm saying that but i do know people listen to splash play are mowing their lawns uh so when you can mow your lawn again uh then you should you should go do that you should <laughs> you should go try that out try it on for size Probably time to take a running back here. couple I like in this range. So Nick Chubb coming down a little bit in ADP. Again, really, though, we need solid production at running back now because we are going to the RB build. Uh, Joe Mixon doesn't have confidence in him getting a good landing spot. I think he could be the fournette net e. Probably not, though. Probably more likely to be a Zeke than a Fournette in terms of getting somewhere. James Conner, though, going back to Arizona, potentially a correlation with Marvin Harrison, who has a decent shot to go Arizona. If Harrison doesn't go to Arizona, think a decent shot Malik Neighbors goes to Arizona. So I like Conner here. So we've talked about .07 EPA per rush last year, .07 EPA per pass. Stood out to me, uh, not because of the James Bond thing, 007, uh, but also because of the fact that that's like such a clean a couple numbers for a guy who was not on a positive offense, really. Um, I think James Conner had a lot of juice there. Do assume he goes back to Arizona. If he doesn't, it's probably because he got a decent landing spot. Come and go Kings. I've never been to a come and go, so I can't support that. Wawa. Yes. Drafters Usually QBs go super fast. in my experience. Yeah. Drafters definitely has their, their big board going or their, their version of the big board going. I have not played on that one yet. Uh, just haven't. Yeah, I do these drafts on stream. That's, that's all I'm doing right now. I'm not I'm trying to really keep myself pure so I enjoy the process throughout, keep the joy going. Even to the point I didn't max out the little board, which makes me sad. Would have loved to max out that little guy. But but it was gone. It's already they've already filled one tournament for 2024 uh before it's even hit March, which is pretty impressive. 0160. I think lots of ways to go in a nice RB tear here, should we so desire. Everybody chat very concerned about Chubb. Seems like you, I think you guys are on the right side. I think just Chubb, there's a point where Chubb's price tag is so low that you get less concerned. For right now though, I don't think we're at that point. Um. All right, so Kyler makes sense for us. Could try to press the advantage or the, you know, the sort of advantage of running back and take a Brian Robinson, who would correlate with a positive outcome for Terry McLaurin. Uh, Raheem Mostert, I think also a valid play on his own. It's a little bit underpriced. I'm going to take Kyler, though. I don't know when I've become big Kyler guy, but I am taking Kyler a lot. I think he's at a very reasonable price. Uh, honestly, he could come up, given how easy he's coming up for me. Uh, but is he going to pass Herbert? He could pass Herbert. I think the, in- the lack of enthusiasm for that Chargers offense could make Herbert drop. Uh, I don't think he passes Justin Fields. I think Fields is only going to go up when we know where he's going to go, And especially if it ends up being Atlanta. I think Atlanta is going to be like a meme team at that point where there's going to be like so many. It's going to be like the Lamar save us from Taylor Swift stuff of people posting those memes on like TikTok and social media. Um, it'll be like, oh, Drake, Drake London, Kyle Pitts, Bijan, And then Justin Fields, it'll be a whole thing. And frankly, I think it'll be a very fun team too if that's the outcome they get. I think that's probably my favorite for them besides getting Jay Daniels, of course. Like uh, Much like people mock every wide receiver to the Chiefs or to the Bills, I mock anywhere to take Jay Daniels and instantly make everybody's lives better. <laughs> All right, Campbellstein. Getting weird now. Washington, instead of doing research for basketball tonight, probably wouldn't matter regardless. Uh, yeah, basketball, look, you got a lot of time. There's going to be some injuries that come out that you had no idea are going to hit. I think you're good from prepping basketball at 1120, personally. All right, got Cortland Sutton going at round nine. feel like that's fair. think he'll continue to be, as long as he's on Denver, kind of an end zone, red zone, touchdown hound. Don't know that he's got more upside than that, but, you know, he works. And MHJ, if he ends up in Arizona, look, I like the correlation, the theoretical correlation I built here. MHJ to Arizona just makes too much sense. It would be a great consolidation of targets. Would not be great news for Trey McBride. I don't think it would actually affect uh Trey McBride's ADP, but I think Trey McBride would be, I mean, well, yeah, it, it would affect his ADP a little bit. I think he would probably go down 10 spots because people I think are buying in right now and McBride being a guy he gets a lot of targets though. Um he did have I feel like there was a guy in chat a couple of weeks ago who was like he never had 15 targets last and he had 14 targets which you know 14 15 I feel like the, you can't get caught up in the semantics that much. He had very big spike weeks but it was because there was nobody else out there. So like I think he'll get more reliable. He would be a guy that I would trust to give you 10 to 15 points in a given week, uh but I think the the 20 point days would be a little bit more elusive. We got Javonte Williams, DeAndre Swift here. Uh, nothing really that makes sense at QB that we want to go out of our way for. And of course, we are good at wide receiver. Hmm. I think Javante is a more reliable pick here. I do believe Denver will continue to try to feed him. Um, I don't think Julio McLaughlin will take a lot of touches away. I feel like the worst case scenario is Javante kind of being the in, uh, which is not great. Uh, but Javante being the in that in that backfield. And, and McLaughlin could be the Jalen Warren. Um, but I think Jalen Warren or so that, uh, excuse me, uh, now I'm, now I'm fully mixing them up. Uh, now that Jaleel McLaughlin, I feel like the back half of the year, his usage was not there as reliably. He did feel like they were definitely trusting Samaj P. Ryan more while also amping up Javante's touches. So I think they kind of, they were going the opposite way where Jaleel McLaughlin got a lot of work early, um, and looked good doing it. I think he was, he played well. Um, and I still think he's very draftable, but I still think Javante is the better pick. See, all right, we have different teams. Glad to hear that. We like Najee in the 80s to Javante in the hundreds is great. Yes, I agree. I think that's exactly how I feel about it. You know, Denver gonna have a hard time winning. I think that defense, as we talked about week after week here. This one that was not good on paper and didn't really get better, just kind of had luckier results that made it look better to you know people that weren't really tracking it as aggressively as I was here chucking, trying to get any bare sliver of an edge. Uh, but that Denver defense, I feel like if it were better and I guess it kind of has to be better because it was so bad last year. Um, I think that that just going to benefit Javante having a few more positive game scripts and also, you know, at QB, we'll see what they're going to do. Uh, they apparently, oh, there was somebody they were rumored at for QB, uh, that's now escaping me, but it was not a good name. Oh, it was, it was like Darnold. I think they want to be in on, um, uh, essentially at QB and that's. Very odd. I don't know why you just wouldn't take a rookie in a draft of very competent rookies. But I presume Sean Payton thinks that he can win now, uh, which yeah, I think we can probably. <laughs> but you know, but trying to win now does probably mean more uh, more touches for uh, for Javante. So that's the flip side of that. Woo woo! I love this. Jane Daniels draft makes me very happy. Kyler Murray and Jane Daniels. I don't know what Jane Daniels would correlate. I guess the one luck shot would be him going to Washington. I don't think that's likely. I guess it, it's very possible. Um, but I don't love Jane Daniels and Cliff Kingsbury's hands. But we can live with it. Team so far, Kyler Murray, Jaden Daniels, uh, James Conner, Javante Williams, Puka Dekua, Marvin Harrison, Malik Neighbors, Zay Flowers, Terry McLaurin, DeAndre Hopkins. I think we're I think we're doing okay. Obviously, you're gonna have to hit the gas pedal at running back, definitely gonna have to make up some volume at tight end. But this team is fun and it's it's fun Fridays here on Splash Flame. Our other new brand. It's zero RB Fridays and Fun Fridays. <laughs> Both of them roll into one. Peyton did new coach shit, implemented a three running back by committee with his two new guys. Javante looked fine. The pre-injury new QB and potentially even more role uncertainty. It's fine in a vacuum, but I prefer ceiling. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I think Javante just the ceiling is 20 touches in an offense that is very happy to run the ball down people's throats and also give him a few you know chances in the past game too. Um, I don't know. I'm all right with Javante. I'm all right with Javante and I'm all right. If you don't get Javante and you take McLaughlin, then you're playing that outcome as well. Also chase Brown at 98, not surprised to see that really do think he is going to start getting steamed. Uh, once the reality of Joe Mixon sets in, especially when he actually gets a cut, but once there are more reports of like, yeah, Mixon likely not back because they're done with it. Uh, so really would watch that chase Brown ADP. I don't think you should start like reaching for him like crazy, but I do think he comes up 20 to 30 spots when the Mixon cut officially happens. Assuming it does. Glad you took Jane Daniels Fags says, I would have and didn't want three QBs this point. There we go from Michael Thomas. I don't know which one you are, Michael. Uh I could figure it out, but I don't want to. <laughs> That's what I realize. I presume M wolf. Presume M wolf. With the Brees Hall pick. Getting Brees Hall at a discount, if that is Michael, of pick seven. Brees Hall, we have seen go at pick three lately. And uh, also pick one in a stream that I've watched before. So, here we go. Is it pick six? Okay. Uh, Also, Culpmont Groundhogs. Got it. Got it. So, he did not get Brees Hall. He got a Monron, Nico, DK, Metcalf. Oh, and AR. Okay. You got AR. How can we ever fault that? All right, so we've got Jane Daniels, Kyler Murray. I think it's a good spot to keep going A running back. Do we have any correlation? Maybe a theoretical correlation. I kind of think Jerome Ford's more valuable than all these guys, if I'm being honest. And I'm going to go that way. I'm going to take Jerome Ford. I obviously still like Charbonnet. Ambiguous backfield, fine for him. But there's no ambiguity for Jerome Ford. He's going to be the lead back until Nick Chubb is fully back. And Nick Chubb may never get fully back. So I think Jerome Ford should be going ahead of these guys. And I would also say he should be going ahead of Jonathan Brooks. I'm okay taking Zamir White ahead of him because well, Zamir White, it does seem like if Josh Jacobs, they're not negotiating with Josh Jacobs, the assumption for right now, if you're drafting currently, should be Zamir White, is the Vegas starting running back. I don't know that's gonna hold, but that should be the assumption. So Zamir White appropriately priced and probably can come up if those Jacobs reports start to get more, more national. The the news cycles of stuff, I feel like is a very big part of the draft cycle right now, which is why I try to talk about it every day here. And while I do in drafts every day, I think is a positive uh, you know, thing as a funnel for information for myself and for you guys. Uh, but I think that uh yeah, the the Vegas situation is one that I I would watch closely. Cincinnati too, I'd watch closely. Shout out Felix. I actually, so I did not update the sheet for the reading of names with uh, the five new members we got yesterday. And Felix, another five here. Shouts out to Felix, very kind here. I guess we gave some nice talk about Najee. Uh, comparing Najee to Javante uh, Williams, I think a move in the right direction for the Najee Harris brand. Uh, so shout out Felix here, very kind of him. And I appreciate that very much. Of course, also, you know, again, it's a community here, as you can see from guys like Felix, Bindles and all that. Subscribe down below, all of that. Hit the like button, leave a comment. Like's very much appreciated here to fight off the silly billies who want to downvote multiple accounts. Um, Blake Corum, not our guy. Uh, Kendra Miller, our guy. Kendra Miller, come on down. New Orleans, well-represented. Team so far, Kyla Murray, Jane Daniels, a QB. James Conner, Javante Williams, Jerome Ford, Kendra Miller at running back. Puka Takua, Marvin Harrison, Malik Neighbors, Zay Flowers, Terry McLaurin, and DeAndre Hopkins, a wide receiver, and not a tight end to spare here so far. I like the team. The tough part with extreme RBs, you have to kind of plan ahead for QBs you want to take, especially if you have a Zay Flowers who goes early. We don't know Neighbors and Harrison's QB, though we are making a bet that one of them goes with Kyler Murray. Uh, can the other one go with Jaden Daniels? Possibly. But uh, I think we're playing Jaden Daniels with Terry, so hard to assume that's going to all happen. I think there's logic to the the stacking we did here, though. Uh, Felix is only home on Friday. So a great day to be home. If you're going to be home one day, hopefully you're, you turning to an office, Felix. Are you? Yeah. All right. Well, that's, it's tough. If you are, the return to offices around the world. seem like a real bummer from what I see, from what I see on LinkedIn, but also one of my friends, Susan had to deal with that. Uh, my guy, actually my co-founder probably, uh, he was working as an engineer at Macy's and, uh, he was uh, basically had to return to office, and then like had to basically take his dog to his friend's place to drop the dog off because the dog's a puppy, and then also have to be uh, an hour drive to get to an, to the office. Then like just awful for people that like didn't plan their lives around being uh, in a specific location. So shout out to all the people that have to deal with that. And uh, That's not fun. Wow, five a.m. to seven p.m. money. That is Felix is pulling some crazy hours, man, and and being a competent dad. Shout out to Felix. Shout out to the dads doing it all. Our guy, Aldric Estime goes at 145. Would not have been mad, getting him at 152. Alter Estime, watch the video of him. I so the guys that I watched yesterday watched the whole 30 minutes of the I think it's sick edits. My two favorite highlights channels are sick edits and just bombs. If we're gonna uh hip hoppy, but not too over the top where they're just doing unnecessary shots of the guys like standing there and looking tough. Uh so I like that. Uh, but those are my favorite ones to watch them from. I also watched Ray Davis and actually fell asleep watching Ray Davis uh, last night. Not because he's boring. Uh, I thought he was actually showed a good amount of juice there. Uh, but you know, Ray Davis, just not, not for me. Uh, do we have anything we want to take here? Michael Mayer, I think a little bit undervalued, a tight end. <laughs> Blake Corum is here and now he's going at an appropriate price. I suppose I still hate the bet. Uh, so I retweeted a chart yesterday, and I am going to take Michael Mayer here. Um, retweeted a chart from Hayden Winks yesterday that shows uh, Blake Corum, Uh not a lot of targets per game, and also really inefficient running the ball. And the chart has Blake Corum in an area that uh, Hayden had labeled, I believe, worrisome on it. Tremendous chart. My favorite chart that's <laughs> ever existed. Uh, the other outliers, there were Bucky Irving was the upper echelon of both categories. So a guy that we've been talking about here, prioritize and an Autric Estime, uh, very efficient. The run part of things. Uh, so he didn't get a lot of targets at, New- at Notre Dame did really well with the ones he got. Um, for Roger Estime though, he's not both things. Bucky Irving is both things and seeing him uh, fully like top right corner of Hayden's chart, I thought was very insightful. So that was it. Don't even know what is that? The, oh, that's the uh, the Netflix show. I, I I'm not in the Narcos universe. I watched season one of Narcos, and I think that was enough Narcos for me. But I'm glad we're finally getting to tell the the story of women drug dealer empires. <laughs> it's been too long. It's been too long. Isn't there already another one like Queen of the South that's are also similar? And Weeds was another one. So I, actually, you know, we've told far too many female drug <laughs> drug lord stories in the past. So Darren Waller's still here. I just, this is like an okay value. I don't know. Darren Waller at 161. We really need a running back though. I did watch a little more Marshawn Lloyd <laughs> yesterday too. Again, I had a lot of time at night. Uh, my my mother-in-law was here hanging out with my wife. So I was hanging out, played some Overwatch. And I was like, I had enough Overwatch. And then uh, then just watched highlight reels of guys. <laughs> <laughs> Living the dream, some could say. The nightmare, others may say. Both equally valid. That's Sofia Vergara playing it. Okay, well, if there's if there's a certain scene that I need to see on there, I'm sure Reddit will tell me about it. Much like I've been kept, <laughs> I'm going to say abreast, much like I've been kept abreast of Sydney Sweeney's latest doings. I'm sure that if there was something I need to know from Griselda, I'll know. Wallerwood destroyed this fine team. Wallerwood to be a cut candidate too. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that does make Daniel Bellinger a draftable player, but, um, I would say for Waller, I think he would still get an okay landing spot. We're probably closer to the, the Robert Tanyan stage of his career than we'd want to admit. Uh, maybe even the Jimmy Graham stage of his career where he's just going to spots and he gets an end zone target here and there. And, and that's the day. Uh, but I would still take a flyer in him at this range just because we know there is a spike week potential there, but he probably, he's probably appropriately priced. How do you feel about Freermuth? I feel like he's undervalued with the pep, uh, likely pit backfield. I mean, undervalued in the sense that Kyle Pitts was undervalued perhaps. Um, under, but, you know, Johnny Smith had production. If we're going to say that Freermuth rolls in uh, the the love of tight ends that Arthur Smith had, uh, but not specifically Kyle Pitts, it's possible. But, you know, there's always the risk that Arthur Smith runs more two tight end sets like he did in Atlanta. And then you see... Darnell Washington start taking meaningful opportunity away from fearmouth and that makes fearmouth probably appropriately priced. Uh hate to see it. Gets paid too much to show it. <laughs> yep, only, only the kind of analysis you're only going to get on Splash Play. But you know, it's relevant analysis. Alright, I like our team so far. A lot of youth obviously, but that's the fun of the big board. Taking some bets on guys. Darren Waller plummeting, plummeting in the eyes of the people. Oh, is it going to be a Ray Davis day for me? We'll see what uh, these guys ahead of us. I feel like now that I said it, I might've said it enough times. I don't, our guy, Michael takes Geno Smith. There goes Ray Davis to M Wolf. Not a da- Ray Davis day. Is willing to do it today, guys, but we're not going to do it now. Everybody thank M Wolf. Thank you, M Wolf. Taking Ray Davis, the one to actually have enthusiasm for him. Uh, we scrolling the F down. Really not a fantastic pocket. I'm going to the Darren Waller. We're at pick 176. We can take this flyer. And he could still be part of a three tight end build so we can cover the expected outcome of Darren Waller's hamstring uh, getting shredded like a grated cheese. We'll move forward. John who's signing with pick uh, pit makes Firmuth undraftable. That, that's not a thing that actually occurred, right? I didn't I didn't miss that somehow. But yes, that would probably be how it would go. Arthur Smith's safety blankie. Uh, Jonas Smith has to go everywhere. Scoop the value. We did it. We did it. Probably evens out with me taking Marshawn Lloyd. Though honestly, Marshawn Lloyd at 161 kind of feels like a discount given how he has surged up in some rooms. We've seen him go in the mid 150s here on Splash Play Drafts. So this is what it is. Arthur Smith signing with Pitt makes me want to avoid all of them. But I think that, so yes, I agree with that sentiment. I think that's also going to make these guys cheap enough to justify drafting them a little bit more. But, you know, like I I agree that the enthusiasm as well, or the lack of enthusiasm is pretty much justified. Uh, But it's going to make them too cheap to a point. Uh, The issue is like Pickens is still kind of frothy. I don't know where Pickens went in this draft. But yesterday Pickens went like where he was going last year. And I just don't, I don't think you can make that buy-in. If Pickens went 61 year, kind of think he should go behind JSN. I think he should go behind Hopkins. You make the case to go behind Watson too, but I get that one at least. Hard to disagree. He's a good OC. That's the hope is that him becoming an OC again will start to make this uh, a little more logical for him. Some guys just can't run the team and can't be the CEO of the team. And that would be a completely reasonable thing. I just don't know that you have the faith in that being the outcome. Uh, It's not like the most likely positive outcome. Uh, All right, we're just scooping values each round now. Eli Mitchell, you are RB6. (laughs) Uh, This is going to be the year, guys, that Eli Mitchell really starts to take work back away from CMC. Uh, That's a great bet to be making here. But honestly, at pick 185, not a bad bet. The Tad Hill's an upgrade. I mean, the most recent reports are that they're going to trot back out Mason Rudolph and Kenny Pickett, which I'm—I would be surprised by. I think Russell Wilson makes the most sense for them, uh, but I don't know. I think Russell Wilson of Vegas might might be starting to look more likely. I don't know. There's gonna be somebody. There's gonna be somebody who doesn't get a good starting spot. I, it's got, I think Russ has to start somewhere though. But I would have liked Russ to Pittsburgh, or you know, liked relative to all the other things i have already talked about. Would it make sense to sprinkle in Jordan Mason as a possible CMC handcuff? Sure. I mean, that's, I feel like the bet is still Eli Mitchell fundamentally, but if you wanted to try to make for a flippening, you could, um, I don't think that either has done well enough to justify the spot. And frankly, the Niners seemingly keep wanting to upgrade the spot with guys like Tyrion Davis price. They brought in uh Trey sermon before that. So I don't know. I I'm like, I'm kind of baffled what the Niners are going to do this year. Cause like things are starting to hit a wall for them in terms of their flexibility with the cap. And it kind of feels like to me that they could lose I-Uk. And if they lose Ayuk, Um, this offense is going to really be a very different thing. I, th- I would think, but it could, I, I guess lead to, I don't know. I think they probably consolidate more with, with McCaffrey and Debo's at least as much as they can with those guys and their injury histories. Uh, but maybe maybe one of them maybe one of Mitchell or Mason works in more russell's minus 250 to pit okay i i think that's the most likely outcome but i you know then the report came out about the uh, them wanting to do mason rudolph versus pickett which i don't get but that was from a pittsburgh beat guy for the athletics so it was a pretty credible report all right we got this 2662 Uh, A couple interesting guys here. Damian Pierce, some chance that Singletary leaves in free agency. Would think they upgrade the position, though, because the coaching staff did not like Pierce. Uh, Jalen Wright, somebody that uh, Justin Herzig very in the bag for. I think he's okay. Not necessarily a guy that um, I'm I'm creaming my pants over. AJ Dillon, uh, free agent outcome as a power back. Could be okay. Eh. (laughs) None of it really too exciting for me. You know what? We have the bet on Puka Nakua. I'm going to go with Davis Allen here. Just going to make a Rams correlation because we did not take tight end early. Don't have a lot of faith in Darren Waller's health. And do you think Davis Allen undervalued with what he showed last year where he was technically, uh, for a guy who got actual work, top EPA receiver uh, at tight end. So for Davis Allen, uh, no Tyler Higby, at least to start next year, very likely Tyler Higby gets cut uh, because he tore his ACL. Uh, So for Davis Allen, I think that he is in a good situation and. I think it'll be a good part of that Rams offense. The Rams offense kind of exciting as long as Stafford can keep being healthy against all <laughs> against all shocks. Got three more picks left, guys. If you're watching live or after the fact, please do hit that like button down below again. Uh, with any YouTube channel's growth, you get weird things happening, including people multi-accounting and downvoting videos. And that's what we're dealing with in this channel. So your support matters a lot here to help keep the weirdness at bay. Positive vibes here on Splash Play every day. And we're going to do that by hitting that thumbs up if you can. And of course, promo code SPLASH on Underdog. Uh, signing an Underdog deal for another year. Waiting for them to paper that one. But uh, we are going to be team Underdog for one more one more term as if I could go anywhere else. Uh, but Underdog, uh, support them. Use that promo code SPLASH double your deposit up to 100 bucks for new signups. And I did ask for a re-up code thing. I don't know if they're going to give one, but I uh, did ask for that for a new deal. So that's something I'm trying to do for the good of the community. As is always the case here, I try. I can't always succeed, but I try. Hope I represented splash play well. Okay. I hope, I'm sure you did, Michael. I didn't pay the closest attention, but you got Bucky Irving. You got AR and you went three wide receivers early. So, and you got Christian Watson. You got, look, you got a lot of guys that I like. So from what I could tell, I think you did a good job. On the clock with 13 seconds left. Really nothing that exciting at this point. Uh, we got our three. You know, I know Corrine is big on Izzy Abani Konda, which is so crazy <laughs> given the Maurice love brand that has been tied to him for so long, but I'll take a share of Izzy here for my RB7 again, trying to make up volume at running back because we would go so light uh, with them with the early wide receiver on in our zero RB Fridays team so far, Kyler Murray, Jaden Daniels, James Connor, Javante Williams, Jerome Ford, Kendra Miller, Marshawn Lloyd, Elijah Mitchell. Izzy Abaneconda. So technically the two top running backs handcuffs. I don't hate that as a concept um, in the 18th, 19th round area. Puka Nakua, Marvin Harrison, Malik neighbors, Zay flowers, Terry McLaurin, DeAndre Hopkins. The bet here is that uh, we can get Terry McLaurin with Jaden Daniels, and we can hopefully get one of Harrison and neighbors uh, with Kyler Murray at tight end. Uh, Michael Mayer, Darren Waller, Davis Allen, Davis Allen, a light correlation with our guy Puka Nakua and Darren Waller and Michael Mayer, Tight ends, <laughs> here we go. Ronnie Rivers not a fun click. <laughs> they're going to upgrade that spot, or they're going to keep feeding a Kyron Williams twenty five touches a game. There's not not only there's an outcome for Ronnie Rivers besides pure handcuff value if they do not decide to do anything, and also Zach Evans cannot improve at all. But Ronnie Evans is like purely just a guy. I think that I would not. I wouldn't click Ronnie Rivers once personally. What do you think of Jalen Wright RB2 on the PFF big board release today? I I, don't, I wouldn't agree with that. Uh, it would be Bucky Irving, number one for me, estimate number two. Um, you can make the case to flip those guys, but I think Bucky is is too well-rounded of a player. He's a better version of Jameer Gibbs, I think, in the run game. Um, so that'd be my one too. Um, Jalen Wright, I, I don't think would rank that highly for me. Um, I would have to look at it a little bit more closely, which I'll try to do right now before a pick comes up. Uh, I mean, I would still put Brooks, even with the ACL, at number three. Um, Trey Benson, not really a guy I love. I'd probably put Lloyd there. Uh, Wright's okay. It just was kind of small sample size stuff. And he was a minus EPA receiver, negative one EPA uh, per reception last year. So, like, really not good. Or per target, I guess. Uh, So, not good there. Like, actively not good. So, yeah, I don't don't think he'd be that high for me or anywhere close. Um, Bryce Young but obviously a PFF has a lot of credibility. So you can, you can follow whatever you wish to there Two seven six three here could definitely take one more running back. The Zeke, I feel like Zeke gets one more year. He showed enough. Um, And there's really not another correlation here that we're like dying to get. So I'm going to add Zeke in. Eighth running back, but we we went so heavy at wide receiver early that this is what you do. This is why extreme zero RB is not for everyone because you're really trying to make up that volume uh, with another running back. Chris Rodriguez, I think he went already. Yeah, he went. And I also just don't have a lot of faith in Chris Rodriguez getting back there. Uh, Ambiguous backfield, new coaching staff uh, for the commanders next year. So could be Brian Robinson, could be Chris Rodriguez, could be somebody completely off the depth chart who they bring in and like a lot more. Uh, So you just don't know with them yet. So I would kind of be mindful of all those guys. Multitasking at work, my draft, man. Well, you got Ben Sinnott. I did see that for our guy, Steve, in the one hole here, big punisher. It's a catch and pass from Joe Milton, also tied for top pass blocker. Yeah, people are really getting to the pass blocker stats. I would warn against that a little bit because Rashad White was a better pass blocker than Leonard Fournette. Uh, the year that they were both in the backfield, you know, who didn't really earn a lot more reps. Obviously, in effect, maybe helped them this year, but didn't help him in the time period was was Rashad White. Like he didn't get on the field uh in the same spots you'd expect him to. Those third and long. So uh I think that look worrying about pass blocking stats. I just wouldn't do it. It's another variable to add in that's going to add noise to stuff of just like who's more efficient than not, who's more good than not, who earns targets, um, who has shift, you know, shiftiness, ability to escape and avoid tackles and all that. Um, That's really what I would focus on the most, but that's what I focus on. So I'm going to be biased towards that. No, I don't want to be on autopilot mode for round 20. Not a single round will I ever be on autopilot. I will get one more wide receiver here. Really would have liked Brendan Rice. Brendan Rice, uh, if you watch the Caleb Williams reel of highlights, especially that 30-minute one, uh, he's everywhere on it. He's just everywhere on it. Uh, Man, we made the little bet on the Giants. Let's make another little bet on the Giants with Darius Slayton. Um, A good outside receiver. He's 20th round, so we'll take our seventh receiver. A final team here, only two QBs, Kyler Murray and Jade Daniels, but I think a good two QB build. James Conner, Javante Williams, Jerome Ford, Kendra Miller, Marshawn Lloyd, Elijah Mitchell, Izzy Abani Konda, and Ezekiel Elliott. We went 0RB hard starting at pick 80, uh, but we made it up for it in volume. Of course, this is the results of 0RB team. Puka Nakua, Marvin Harrison, Malik Neighbors, a fun combo that really brought me a lot of joy to start this draft. Zay Flowers, Terry McLaurin, DeAndre Hopkins, Darius Slayton, And then Michael Mayer, Darren Waller, Davis Allen as our tight ends. Uh, There we go. Nice team specs. Fun drafting you. I don't know which one Rod was, but shout out to Rod here in the room as well. And uh, let's do our reading of names, guys, because I have to give our thanks to all the people who support Splash Play. And there are actually more. And let me, I'll add them on in addition. Let me just pull up the screen here. Uh, and try to get this so I can read every name because this is one of the perks is that I read your name on screen I have to make sure to do this for everybody accordingly Okay all right, let's do it. So reading of names. Again, join the channel 499 below. Shouts to Felix for the memberships earlier here. And check out my stream with Bindles and Tyler coming up at 3 p.m. Again, some fine guys here in the Squirt Squad who can you use your support. Go give them some views later today and you want to hang out with me, uh, do one more draft. Robert Griffin, the Turd, Historical Anomalies, Matthew Emerson, Tyler, CLN, Mythology, Rupesh, Willis, Ivan, uh, Rod B. Throbben, Port. Port. Mark, aka Tony Mark, aka Io, Rob Van Natten, Brandon Natten, Consigliere, Aaron D, Nez, Jake Twitchell, Fucking Alpha, Mr. Mr. Sammy Telesco, I am the KY, Kevin Castro, Eric Jones, Dylan Lotthauser, out At- lateralis, KG, Eric Swift, Lunchable Connoisseur, Short Gamer, Carlos Manzo, Mr. Shadow Dog, Chunk the Deuce, Felix Castro, Al Paul, Jay, Gabe Davis. We lost Kyle Davis. Sad. The Davis boys got broken up. Effect MD Comic God, Christopher LeClerc, Mindles, Frank Evans, Nolan, Jonathan Thomas, Laces Out, Ocean. Uh, A1, Bodyback, Ben Harvard, Douglas Shirk, uh, where okay? Where does it go over here? And then all the ones since then, uh, Green Checkmark, Kent Lewis, Dale Backus, Hoosier Devo, uh, Christopher, Michael Zimmerman, Spurious News, Mr. TD, Crypto Pooper, Uh, Best Ball Moderate, Kyler Remillard, Men for Life, Jay Benjamin May, Golf Course Guy, and Razzie DLB. You have all helped to put the show on and you will all be in the credits starting on Monday. But thank you guys for that one. Appreciate that very much. Uh, Again, I do this now every day for you guys, Monday to Friday, 11 a.m. So your supports appreciate hitting that join button. You also see all the community posts here, all the data that I share with you guys. I do drop that in the community tab. So uh, check that out if you are a paying member here now. Uh, Again, promo code SPLASH Underdog. Double your deposit. Show some love on there. If for some reason you haven't uh, deposited in the past, do it now. Stochastic, NBA back in the DFS streets. Again, NASCAR going on, PGA going on. there. Sims tools, especially in those sports. PGA, MMA, NASCAR gonna give you a big advantage over the field. So promo code SPLASH on there or check the link in the description to save 15% on any data or tools package on Stochastic. Probably if you support splash play, I'll support probably how I built my bankroll for draftings last year was betting off the V one, the very early version of our probably data. Now our data is much better. A great day yesterday, a plus three and a half units. so, check out our probably data Uh, it gives you basically the best data in the world uh data from the winningest sports books around the world to get you true probabilities it allows you to grade bets in real time uh get it on the app store for a seven-day free trial or check it out here probably.com slash subscribe promo code splash to get half off a month or year even of all of our data and again that supports me the most so please for love i had to pay fucking fifteen hundred dollars to odd jam for our data bill today and i ain't got fifteen hundred dollars guys so uh please support probably help me continue to grow it as We try to make people better betters, And uh, there we go. I'll go shout to this. Yes, Tyler, go check out me, Bindles, and Tyler at 3 p.m. on Bindles' channel. Link is in the chat uh, right now. And I'll drop it in the pinned comments to support those guys. I'll see you guys on Monday or on that Bindle stream. So enjoy your weekends. Enjoy your drafts. Enjoy your family, whatever you're doing. And uh, good luck. Bye.